I'm Andrew Ricard. I'm the president of Maine ASCD. Thank you so very much for tuning in and listening to us today. Uh, we're going to have an interview with um, our other co-president, uh, Shannon Shanning, also Maine Teacher of the Year in 2013. It's coming up in just a moment uh, for your listening pleasure. But before I get to that, I want to let you all know that uh, on October, Friday, October 11th, um, myself, Shannon, and our executive director, Dr. Lee Alley, are going to be at ACTUM, the ACTUM conference in Augusta. And we're going to be doing um, a session about the whole child framework, part of the bigger ASCD uh, work that they do. Um, if you don't know the whole child framework, it's all about um, everything SEL or social and emotional learning. The whole child framework is based off of five major tenets that's student being uh, healthy, safe, challenged, engaged, and supported. And when you really break all those down, it's really all about social and emotional learning. Um, so one of the things that Maine ASCD has done and is really innovating in a lot of ways on is we've created a suite of um, micro-credentials for you to use. Start a journey on to be increasing your expertise in social emotional learning and in the whole child framework. Um, the first one, first couple are actually free um, to get yourself introduced to the framework. And then from there, um, it gets, there is a little, little charge to it. Um, members uh, have a significant discount over non-members. And if you wanna become a member, all you have to do is just let us know. Uh, go to our website, uh, www.mainascd.org, and all of our information is there. That's www.mainascd.org. Um, and what we're going to be doing at our, the Actum Conference, not just talking about the framework, but we're also going to be credentialing everyone who's in the session for their, with their first uh, micro-credential on their way to becoming a whole child champion. So if you're going to be in the Actum Conference uh, this Friday, or Friday, October the 11th, I should say, come on into our, uh, our session. It's in the afternoon. And get yourself started on your way to becoming a whole child champion. Um, we'll be, I'll be coming up with uh, letting you know of other events, but if you want to know what's really going on with us, follow us on Twitter, at MainASCD. All right, that's enough out of me for right now. Uh, listen to me by yourself, myself at least. And here we go uh, for our September Spotlight a Member interview with current president, Shannon Shannon. I'm here today with... Uh, Maine ASCD co-president, Maine Teacher of the Year for 2013, and really just a wonderful person, Shannon Shanning. How are you today, Shannon? I am great. How are you doing, Matt? Well, I'm okay. Uh, uh, overall, I'm well. I have this bronchitis that's been with me for like three weeks now, which is why my voice sounds the way it is. So if I, <laughs> if I devolve into a coughing fit, please, <laughs> please forgive me. Also, you might hear I might have something rattling around in my mouth. That's a cough <laughs> drop to help avoid me from falling into the pit of coughdom. <laughs> well, if that happens, I will do my best to carry on and I will ask if you're okay because right. I will. Well, thank you. Thank <laughs> you very much. You're very kind. So before we get into uh, your, your spotlight answers or whatnot, tell our audience a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, et cetera. All right. So um, I, as you mentioned, um, I am Shannon Channing and I have been uh, in education or teaching. I'm beginning year 19, which doesn't seem possible. Um, 
I feel like some days I am still in my first year and um, other days, like I've been teaching forever. Um, I think education is one of the coolest fields ever because you never really get to be an expert. You're constantly learning and evolving. And so it's, it's quite humbling. Um, I currently teach at Whittier Middle School in Poland, Maine, and I am a special education teacher. So I work with students in seventh and eighth grade. And um, a little fun fact, I also teach and live in the community, um, which I think in some ways makes it even um, better because I know a lot of the families that I work with and build some really nice relationships. Um, so that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, I, I've talked to a lot of teachers and a lot of, a lot of people in the past, like, and there's a, there's a real mix of people who like prefer to do something like live and teach or work in their community or to live and teach or work in different communities. Yeah. Well, and you know, what's funny is, um, it was, I would say serendipity, right? I, um, substitute taught in a classroom. I was not, um, I had no intentions of going into special education. I was substitute teaching and looking at different jobs and happened to be in my hometown and didn't even anticipate living there and subbed in a special education classroom and knew that that's what I needed to do and knew I needed to be in that community. And so I remember struggling a little bit in my early 20s um, with trying to figure out how I was going to live and work in a community that I didn't really plan on being in for my whole life. Um, but now as you know, a veteran teacher, so to speak, and as a parent, um, I'm, I'm happy to raise my family in this community and work with the children in it. So it all worked out. That's beautiful. All right, so let's dive into your, uh, your, your, some of your questions here. One of the things, for those of you who are new to this, um, what we're doing is we, every month, Maine ASCD is highlighting one of our members because our members deserve it because they're amazing folks. And uh, we usually ask a couple questions of them to answer, and that's what we're going to go through right now. Let's talk a little bit about those answers. So uh, you are the, the, the spotlight for September of 2019. So, Shannon, what is the one go-to resource that you just can't live without in education? Uh, so I think education is a unique profession, and part of it is because um, we are pirates. Teachers are pirates, and it's the one profession where it really is a compliment to steal ideas from other people and to share resources openly, um, asking no credit in return, but rather celebrating that it was a good idea shared. So um, resources are the things that I value the most, um, and when I think about the resources I crave, it really is based on connection. So I think, you know, education has changed a lot as have a lot of things. And so the connections I make kind of happen two ways. Some of it is more social media based and some of it is more on a personal level. So in terms of social media, I think I use Twitter um, probably more than anything else. And I want to give a shout out to those folks that planned ESET 2 um, many moons ago at, um, I think it was Colby College. I think it might have been five or six years ago. But one of the first things they had us do at that conference was to create a Twitter account. And it was absolutely brilliant. We immediately began following other educators in the room, authors, um, you know, people who are more famous and maybe people who are classroom teachers that have never put their work or thoughts out there. And I, I remember that I was there too. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was just, it was amazing and exciting and it has changed how I teach. Um, 
If I want to pilot something, I can, you know, connect with someone on Twitter, ask their feedback. I can have Twitter chats. And for my students, it's changed um, things. So very often I tweet out what we're doing in the classroom and tag an author and authors um, follow us and they share, they've commented. We've had Twitter chats with authors. Um, we've had free Skype visits. It just sometimes takes our small little classroom and makes it a whole lot bigger. Um, so Twitter is one of the things I think it's just changed what I do. Uh, Facebook, uh, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. There are some nice groups that I belong to and we share resources and troubleshoot information. Um, and even Pinterest, uh, it's, I am not ashamed to say that there's a lot of resources. It's a great way to share information. And I think just to get inspired sometimes to think a little differently, especially you know. when doing this a while. <laughs> All right. In, in, our, in, our, in our last podcast, uh, when I talked with uh, Lee, Dr. Lee Allen, our executive director, she brought up Pinterest as her go-to resource, and I, I still don't get it. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> you Maybe, might need to do an intervention, Matt. I, I, think, I think I do need to be intervened with, absolutely. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll go through a 12-step Pinterest program. Um, that's totally fine. But, um, but, um, but, it's, but it's really interesting to me to hear, hear that you say that, that, it, that Pinterest is one of those things, but also Facebook, social media, all of social media is just, I really liked how you talked about it, um, like shrinking the globe or shrinking the class, yeah. shrinking the world, yeah. because, um, you know, Thomas Friedman wrote that book back in the early 2000s called, you know, The World is Flat. Yeah. And it's, it still holds, it's, it's, it's just all become true that yeah. we're all easily connected to each other more so than ever before. And that can be challenging but it can also be very supportive. It is, and I think you're, you're absolutely right. It was intimidating at first, um, but I think, you know, we have the right to choose how we use it. And, um, you know, I think I've made a conscious decision to look at it as a way to elevate each other and share those resources and ideas um, rather than have it be something that um, is maybe less positive. Um, for, I just, I keep thinking about as uh, teachers, and as adults and parents, it's our job to model, you know, some of that appropriate digital citizenship and some of those tools. Mm -hmm. And having Twitter and sharing it with my students and opening up my classroom that way, I think is one way we can show kids this is, this is you know, what it's for. And these are some nice connections that can be made. Um, it just, it makes the world a little bigger and maybe even a little bit more intimate in some ways. Oh. Yeah, so, uh, it, you know, social media, I, I, you know, it's the thing you hate to love, I guess. <laughs> um, you know, the other, the other type of connections I crave are personal connections. And I think, you know, as teachers, it's what we do. So the connections with the kids, um, the families we work with are valuable resources. They know their kids best. Um, and so I rely on them a lot. But I would even say that I, the experts down the hall, those people that we work with in our schools and our districts, um, I feel like a broken yeah. record. And I say it all the time, but I work with the best, most innovative people who um, I rely on. And my greatest ideas and inspiration come from them. And I know it's not just Whittier Middle School. I know every school and district has experts down the hall. But I think we need, to, yeah, we need to start empowering um, teachers to educate each other. Um, we are our own best professional development and valuable resources. Yeah, I mean, like John Hattie talks a lot about that too on yeah. his work. You know, the number one uh, greatest influence of all 252 uh, indicators of student influences on student achievement, according to John Hattie, was collective teacher efficacy. 
And it's so yeah. if, 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 if we can build schools around that, but that level of not only do I believe in myself, but I believe in the people around me and right. they believe in me too. And we are all here to support and pull each other up. Well, that matters a tremendous amount. And, and the other thing I like to say to, to our staff that I work with is that of all those 252 elements or influences, there are some that are negative that are yeah. detrimental, that actually are harmful and work against learning. Things like, you know, ADD and depression yeah. and, not, and the students not feeling liked in a class school. But there's not one of those negative influences that's instructional. That's true. That's so true. what that means is that everything we do in the classroom benefits kids. That's, that is that's a really powerful thing to think about. Of all the 250 plus things, everything we do works. Some things work better than others, <laughs> but that's what I, th I think empowering our teachers and reminding them of those and celebrating that is really important. That um, is powerful, Matt. That is. So let's, let's talk about things like supported. So we talk about the whole child framework as part of our ASCD work. Um, we both believe in it pretty strongly. <laughs> yeah. There are the five elements, you know, safe, healthy, uh, engaged, supported, and challenged. So, which of those tenets is your strongest? So that's hard, right? Um, like when I saw that question and I was doing the, you know, spotlight a member and I had to pick, I, I went back and forth um, because all of those tenets connect to one another. All are equally sure. valuable. You know, it's just, it's kind of this intricate web, if you will. Um, so for me, I think it might be, I say think because I'm still wavering, but I, I will say probably safe. Um, and in a little bit of a different context, um, you know, I, I've worked hard personally and our school has worked really hard and our district has worked really hard on creating the culture for success, um, to create an atmosphere and an environment where kids feel valued and respected and cared for um, and motivated to learn, but above all else, comfortable to take those risks. Some of the things that we ask students to do in the classroom is to go beyond their comfort level, to um, you know, sometimes not get things right, to work really hard and to have it be hard. And if that culture of support and safety isn't there, nothing else is gonna come into place. So a child feeling safe and to feel that they're valued and that the school is really a student-centered place oh. is so critical for success. And I would say that's true for teachers. If teachers don't feel safe and valued and respected, they're not going to do the things that we need them to do. Um, and it probably goes even at an administrative level. Well, um, that's that the thing. It's, it's, it doesn't seem to me like that's a student-driven thing or a teacher-driven thing. Right. I think it's just a human condition. It is. You know, it and, is. and so that's, that's why you see a lot of these organizations like the Googles of the world and the Netflixes, they're changing how they do their building <laughs> structures and ping pong tables yeah. and, you know, uh, everything's outside open concept buildings. Well, a lot of places are going to that because there's some real behavioral science behind it because humans like connection, humans like support, but they also like to feel valued. And it's, it's really that value. Um, you know, when I was going through and looking back, I, I really think you, you nailed it, Matt. It's, it's feeling valued and respected um, and encouraged to do things that might not be successful, right? You know, it's, yeah. it's it, part of this is trying things out and figuring out what works and that's life. And to be in a place that honors that and encourages that is, uh, you know, it's a successful place for anybody. Sure. 
I mean, I, I'm thinking just in terms of, um, you know, any, any kind of classroom. One of the things that when I, when I was teaching, I, I really believed strongly in uh, humor and trying <laughs> to make, I do that in my personal. Me too, personal, I'm so, here with you. But because but it, one of the things that, I, that I've experienced, and, I, and you know, the science backs me up here, is that no one in the history of the world has ever been stressed out while they're laughing. <laughs> that is true, that is true. They can be stressed out before and after, but afterwards the stress has decreased a little bit. So maybe if we can make the environment that much safer for them by, de, by de-stressing it in that way, well, you can't get to the cognitive stuff. You can't get to the pedagogy. You can't get to the learning stuff unless there's a safe environment first. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. All right. So you say you've been around for you're 18 years. That, yeah. is, that, 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 is, that is a while. That is a while. I, you know I, I, got, I got you beat by a couple, but not by many. But you know what's funny is uh, every year, right, this happens in every district where they just verify your years of service. And this year when I had to verify, I, I don't know if I didn't remember last year or the year before, but I saw that number and thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> how am I been teaching this long? It feels like I just started. That can't be right. <laughs> um, but it's, it's an honor to have been teaching this long and hopefully continue to do it for many years to come. So then how do you keep sane in this profession? There's a couple because yeah. everything's changing quite often. You know, things in Augusta happen that change things. Things in your, there's administrative changes. Every there are day changes. something changes, right? Every like, day. So how do, you, how do you stay safe? So there's a couple things, right? Like when I um, did my spotlight a member, I really could only list um, one thing um, because I was running out of space. But I think there's multiple things. Um, it does go back to connection and having... Um, your people, people that you can rely on, that you can vent to, that motivate you, that lift you up, um, that troubleshoot with you, and quite frankly, tell you when you have a dumb idea, and that's okay. <laughs> like, I run people, and I need to say, does this make sense? And I need them to say, no, it doesn't. You know, this might work Absolutely. Better. Yeah, I want honesty, and I want humor. Um, all if, I you know make a bad, if you make a bad cupcake, you <laughs> want to like, know I it's a bad cupcake. <laughs> Because then if no one tells you, you'll just keep making bad cupcakes. Exactly. And I think that feedback's important and it's okay. Um, and, you know, I also have a group of people, right, that I go running with or do something I'm interested in. And that reminds me of all the things that I like to do that aren't necessarily related to education because it, sure. it keeps me focused on those things. Um, but I think above all else, and this was really true last year, um, we are reflective creatures as teachers and I think as human beings. And every day I go in and I teach a lesson. And some days it goes really well and other days not so much, right? And I, every lesson I plan and I'll research and I'll look things up and I'll go back and it's every day. Like I, I feel like I'm doing the same stuff because I know it matters. But I think what's um, kept me sane is the acceptance that um, your best laid plans will unravel and that um, yeah. learning is really messy. And that you could think you have the best lesson on the planet and that this is going to be key to every child. And then something's going to happen out of your control and out of a child's control or out of the universe's control. Right. And that's okay. It, we have to be flexible. We have to be responsive and continuing to evolve. And that learning is really messy and you've got to get dirty and you have to think differently and you can't 
only do things the same way. Um, you have to kind of follow your instincts and your gut and you really need to have fun. Um, you have these kids for a very short period of time, but you are so valuable in the sense that you never know the impact that you could have. And um, if you are rigid in your thinking, you're not going to make the connections that you need to make. And I think we just have to constantly be flexible and evolving and know that what we do matters. Um, and it's kind of an honor to be in this field and it's a great responsibility. Um, but I think in the end, it's totally all worth it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That was, that was one of the most powerful things I've heard in a very long time. That, <laughs> Thank was, you, Matt. that was really quite moving. I mean, so I, I got nothing, I got nothing to add because <laughs> you just said literally everything that could be said. So um, if people wanted to connect with you, Shannon, how might they be able to do that? Well, I have a Twitter account. That's probably the best way. And um, my Twitter handle is at shanning 28 um, I also have a professional or school-based email, shanning at rsu16.org. Um, and you can catch me those places. You can also contact me through uh, Mania CD. And I know um, that contact information is on our website. Shannon, thank you so very much for talking with me today. Congratulations on being the September Spotlight member. Oh, it's an honor. And we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks again. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> Take care. Thank you very much for listening to us today on Maine ASCD, the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Maine ASCD. Follow Matt Durette Card on Twitter at Druette Card. Follow Shannon Shanning on Twitter at shanning 28 That's S. S-H-A-N-N-I-N-G 28. You can also find us on Facebook, Maine ASCD, and our website, mainascd.org.